Hello and welcome to episode number 91 of Investing from the Beach. My name's Chris Hansen. I'm the host. I've got my uh, my good-looking co-host with me today, Mr. Chris Lamb. Hi, it's Chris Lamb here. Uh, we're, let's off, see. Uh, we're almost to 100, huh? We're getting closer. We've never been closer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... If you're listening to this, we're recording this in uh, in the latter part of February of 2023. We're doing this over a Zoom call. Um, and this is the second time now that I actually look at Chris when we're doing the recording. Normally, I just stare at my computer screen, but I'm looking at him. He's sitting in the backyard. He's got the sunglasses on. He's in a T-shirt. The sun is beaming down. And it's the beautiful. reason he's out there is because tomorrow and the next couple of days is supposed to get, for us, very cold down in the 50s in L.A., so I figured we'll get this thing done while Chris can be outside enjoying the sun. I unfortunately am not blessed with the same backyard that he's got, so I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck in a bedroom in front of a computer. Um, more info than you needed to know, but the purpose of the podcast not only is to harass each other a little bit, but it's really to talk about time freedom. Uh, our backgrounds, we both worked at IBM. Um, I got about 18 more years on the planet than Chris does. Uh, I was working there in sales, and probably, a, I don't know, two, three years away from walking away from the job. Chris came in as a college intern. He went and spoke to the secretary in our group, started asking her about the stock market or something related, and she pointed, I think her point, we, we got four fingers, right? If you think, I heard a comedian say this the other day. You ever heard this, Chris? If you look at your four fingers, mm -hmm. um, you can describe them. You've got the pointer, the cursor, the picker, and the and the ring or the useless one. Okay, I never <laughs> heard of that one. <laughs> and so you know what the pointer is, mm -hmm. right? You know what the picker is? Is the picker the uh, the pinky or what? Yeah, it'd be the the little one. Yep. And All then right. the cursor. That's the yep. middle one. That's yep. the one you use to that's curse the at people. Yeah. And then you and got the, the one that doesn't get used very often. That's the ring one. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that when he asked, when he asked her, you know, who knows about the stock market, she pointed at me. I'm, I'm hoping that she did it with the pointer and not the <laughs> cursing one. <clears throat> but he came over, we chatted about stuff, I asked him a couple of questions. He told me later on, he said, no one had ever asked me those kind of things before. I got you thinking. I gave him a book to read and he actually went out and read it, came back a couple of weeks later and said he understood it. And here's what he had found. And a friendship was started and we've been buddies ever since. Yeah, you, I, I think I, I told you I was in a, uh, you know, working multi-level marketing prior to joining IBM, and I was still doing both uh, when I first started. And so I had my, my license in securities at the time, right? Mm -hmm. You know, just discovering this world of, uh, of money working for you. So it was exciting. And so when I met Elizabeth, what's her name? And, yep. uh, and so, you know, I, I shared with her a little bit about, you know, getting money to work for you. And she was like, it was kind of out of her world. And so, but she knew who I should talk to. And that's when she pointed me to you. With the pointer finger. Yes, with the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. So we, um, I shared a little bit about what I knew. And then we both started looking at stuff, went down the mm -hmm. path, trying to figure out how to get our money working for us. But I think it was about maybe two years later or so. Um, I was able to walk out the door. So I was making more in the market than I was working very healthy six figure income. And my results in the market were well beyond what I was earning. So it's a matter of one of those choices the way I hope to get to the point where saying, gosh, if your boss said something that would kind of annoy you or piss you off, you could walk away. And a couple months and I had that realization. I thought, man, I think I could actually do this. And a couple months later, 
Um, I heard what was going to be going on in the next year in my territory. And it's like, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> I was able to walk away. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was over 20 years ago now. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool. About, yeah. Let me think 2000. Yeah. yeah so right end, end of 20, yeah. End of 20 uh, or 2002. 2002 2003. Yeah. yeah so yep. about 20 years. Ago. So I'm north of 20 years of unemployed. So I've been unemployed longer than I was working. And I think I did IBM like 18 18 yeah. and a half years. So yeah. I've been longer being a bum than I was being a corporate bum. <laughs> <laughs> and you, so you, you're more experienced being a bum now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And Chris stuck around for probably what another eight. You stuck around till you were 30. Yeah. yeah till uh, the end of 2011. Yep. Yeah. And so, so and another so, nine years. Yep. So like he, that. yeah, he was about 21, 22 when I left, maybe 23. Uh, and what we learned in doing this, we didn't, most people will speak about financial freedom and use the most common thing you'll hear is that somebody owns rental real estate. So they'll go buy a rental property, <clears throat> put a tenant in there. Hopefully they got positive cash flow. Um, they like it. The results are good. They go buy another one. They go buy another one. And next thing you know, they've got a, a collection of rental properties. They're kicking off whatever amount of income that they do. And they can either choose to hire a property manager, and which is fine, just to understand there's a cost that's associated with that, both in dollars and in time, because you still have to manage the manager. So it is not truly passive income. Or they do self-management. And now that becomes a job. Uh, you hopefully get to the point where you're, the the rental stream is greater than the income, or sorry, the, the rental property stream of income is greater than the job, the J-O-B. And they can then leave, and now they become an employee of the rental empire. There's yeah, you're wrong with that. Switching to a new job. Yes. Yep, exactly. And the nice thing is, you know, it's it's called you know Chris Hansen Rental Empire or you know Chris Lamb Rental Empire. That's great, but it requires a lot of effort. And we were fortunate enough to stumble on the stock market. It's not, I wouldn't call it passive. It does. Re, it, it requires time to learn, but once you know how, it doesn't require a lot of time during the day. And so we both came to that realization, both came to that experience. I was able, like I said, I walked out the door when I was about 40. Chris walked out when he was about 30, ballpark 10 years later, and we haven't worked since. Full disclosure, I teach a class on how to trade if you're interested. Go to the website for the podcast, dig around, you'll see a tab there that describes it. That's the extent to our advertising. You won't hear any advertisement. It's not a plug to take the class. If you want to do it, great. If you don't want to do it, my life isn't going to change. Totally fine. Not a problem. The big thing that we found, though, is one of the people that sat through the class is very well known in the podcast world, not so much as being in front of the microphone, but on the back end of it, uh, setting up advertisers and whatever else. And he, he sat through the class and came up to me a couple months later and said, your message is incredible. You really ought to do a podcast. And I had no idea what a podcast was. So he gave me a little schooling. I asked Chris if he knew what it was. And he was maybe a little less clueless than I was, but not by much. <laughs> and so we both did a little digging on it. We figured out how to put one together. And now we're at episode number 91. The intent of the podcast is to explain to people and get the idea across that it is not that reaching time freedom is not about the how to do. That literally is. We say it's you know 5% of it. It probably is closer to 2 maybe even 
And the remaining 99 to 95% is how to think. You really have to have your mindset and your thinking cap on and what it takes to reach freedom before you go out and find the the mechanisms that you're going to use to get there, whether that's real estate, whether it's a stock market, whether it's doing something on Amazon, whatever you want to do is fine. But if your how to think isn't established, you are going to struggle. You better be incredibly nice and friendly to your boss at work because you're going to be stuck there for a while until you get the how to think portion down. How would you say it? Good looking one sitting there. Dude, you got the sunglasses on. I'm looking at you. <laughs> that sounds good. You got a glass of bourbon in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's really, uh, you know, uh, equipping yourself uh, with the ability to leave your job when it no longer satisfy what, you know, you're, you're after. Um, but, you know, we, we compared it and we stumbled upon the stock market. It wasn't like we said, you know, the stock market is going to give us time freedom. Let's go and learn it. We learned it. And then after, uh, you know, being able to succeed at it, it made us realize that there wasn't another avenue that really gave us the time freedom that we've had or true. that we, we have today. And so that, that's the message that we want to share and, and, you know, talk about the how to think component um, in succeeding at it. And uh, thanks to our friend, uh, the, the podcast producer that, uh, you know, you, you guys are now hearing our message through this podcast. So, and just to be clear, Chris, did you, uh, did you learn the stock market at home? Mom and dad teach you this when you're no, a, no, bit no, of a no. lad? Yeah, far, far from that. Yeah. So you know, if you had a bet, you know, if you, if you look at my uh, background and how I grew up and if you would uh, make a bet, uh, you wouldn't put money on me learning the stock market at all. No, nope, yeah. not at all. And then my folks grew up on a farm in the Midwest. Um, they were, they were always were good about saving. Um, but they didn't have any knowledge. So I, I wasn't handed the stock market how-to manual when I came out of the womb. Learned it as an adult. Um, so, And we say that because it doesn't matter how old you are. You're really not too old to start. The big thing, too, to keep in mind, in fact, if you go, if you go to the uh, Investing from the Beach website and click around where it talks about, you know what the tab says? I got the website here. Let me look. Yeah, it says up there, the name of the class is called Profits on Wall Street, and it's it's listed as one of the tabs. But if you were to go click on that website, <clears throat> the and it is not a beautiful website. It is de designed by somebody with a crayon and a uh, and a brown paper bag. So it was it, a 1998 website. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It gets the job done. Yeah. Um, and you think about, you know, if, if you're if you're looking for sizzle on a website, there's probably bullshit behind it. If you find someone that like puts it out there that tells what it is. Just yeah. keep that in mind as you go digging around on stuff. But the front page on the website says you're going to leave your job for one of four reasons. Your boss decides that you're too old. Your boss decides that you're too expensive. Your health makes the decision for you. Or the fourth one is you decide to leave on your own. And three of those are out of your control. And maybe what was it, about three weeks ago, Chris, something like that. I was mm -hmm. seeing notes or uh, um, what do you call it? Online articles about Google doing a layoff and the employee base was coming after the CEO highly ticked off that like 12, I don't know what the number was 10, 12, 15,000 people were being laid off and they were doing all hands meeting, zoom call, whatever it was talking about it. 
And these people were whining and complaining. How could you let these people go? They were top performers. They've been here 15 years. We thought we were going to retire at this place. What are you doing? What are you doing? I sent Chris a text that said, I think I've gone back in time. This sounds exactly like IBM in 1989 when they were announcing their first ever layoff. Employees were up in arms. They were scared. How could you let us go? We thought this was a womb to tomb company. And now you're seeing it in a tech firm. I thought, wow, what is that? 30, ballpark 30, 35 years later, the same thing repeats. History repeats itself. Different players, but same scenario. Yeah, so it's interesting because for you, uh, it reminded you in 80, you said 86 or 89? Yeah, late 80s, early 90s. Okay. So you might have forgot about it in uh, early 2000 because you're kind of on your way out. You you know, it didn't bother you. Mm -hmm. But, but you know, that reminded me of when I first joined IBM as an intern and they were just doing layoffs because of the dot-com explosion. Right. Yep. And, uh, um, I remember sitting in those, mo- uh, the, those, what is it? Mobile cubicles, um, you know, that we had, right. Yeah. You didn't and, have an assigned yeah. desk. You just popped yeah. in and grabbed one. Exactly. They're, they're basically cubicles and, mm-hmm. uh, you, you would just, you know, sign in and your, your, your telephone number would be, you know, uh, uh, linked up to that uh, cubicle and then you mm-hmm. would you know do your work there yep. so you know we're in we're in a bunch of cubicles and then um you hear people talking on the you know on the next cubicles and stuff right and so i'm in there uh in, and this was uh back when we were you know in gardena and i don't know if you remember there was a rep name i want to say his last name was pinkerton yeah first i know his name yeah I- was I won't Stu? name him, but well, I'm not going to name him. But yes, he was. <laughs> so, you know, like it's been so long, right? But but these names, I'm like, I think that's the name. But you know, he's one of the older reps, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then you know, I had I you know, I'm overhearing this conversation. He's like talking, he's like, and he was so bummed because there was all these layoffs, and he's being laid off. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just like, he didn't know what to do. He's been like at IBM forever. He's probably 50 and, years old. Yeah. At the time, uh, yep. and and he sounded really depressed, and he's on this phone, and I think it was maybe talking to a buddy or a customer or something, you know, letting them know about, you know, he's leaving IBM, and he's just like, they're like, well, what are you gonna do? And it's like, I don't know, maybe just, you know, go to the beach for a little bit or something. And but he just he just didn't know what to do. He was so depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the environment that I was kind of introduced into when I first That's started. When you walked working. in, yeah, wow. when I walked in. Um, you know, I was seeing all that and, you know, you had all the all hands called and, uh, you know, you have people dialing in from all these different states and stuff. And, uh, the you know, I'm, I'm hearing because I'm at, you know, at the management level, I'm hearing all these uh, concerns and uh, people were having all these questions of like, why should I commit now? Because I'm not sure if I have my job secured or not, you know, yep. why should why should I be focusing on doing my work? Um, but, yeah, all that was going on. People were scared of their jobs. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not no, no different than, you know, what we're seeing today with Google and Amazon and Microsoft and, you know, all these big techs. They, they, yep. There's hundreds of thousands of layoffs, I think, within the last six months. Correct. Yeah. And it, it's the, the talk about a and I guess the, I don't know if it's an entitlement mentality, but I'll use that word. I may I may change my mind on the wording of it, but an entitlement mentality to think, wait, you might lay me off, so I'm not going to work. Like, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Man, yeah. what a di- and it's interesting. Yeah. You really see it now being at freedom. And you look at that and it's shocking. And I think, my gosh, if I own the company you're working me, I'd fire your ass right there just for having said that. Yep. You know? Yep. It's crazy. The I don't I didn't share this with you. There's a <clears throat> if, don't use his last name, but if I say the name Julio. Okay. Do you remember Julio? Not IBM. Yeah. Yes. Um, who does uh, a toner? Printers. Toner. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? Just nod you and say non, yes. You, you said non <laughs> IBM. Non IBM. Here. I'll, anyway, I'll write it down. I'll show yeah. it up on the screen. You can see it. So I, I he's got a. You'd know him if you saw him. Anyway, he's got a small business, mm-hmm. and what he does is okay that name ring a bell yeah but i probably don't i i think i know what you're talking who you're talking about but i didn't know he was a toner guy got it okay and so um he's got a number of employees and what he does that that was a fascinating story when he hires somebody he encourages them in fact he says you got to work a side job come up with a side business I'll help you get it going. You don't have to compete with me, but come up with something. So that way I'll teach you how to be an entrepreneur so that you're not beholden to me as an employee. Yeah. And it's like, man, what a great idea. And so he's in a small business, very successful guy, but his approach is to say, hey, let me teach you how to be an entrepreneur. Whatever it is that you want to go do, we'll get you going and launch. You go out and do your own thing. That'd be great. And you think, what a completely different attitude, because now that person wants to come in to work for him so they can learn. And they may or may not have the idea. They didn't join him thinking I want to be an entrepreneur. They joined him to get a job. But now he's helping them learn how to go out and be independent. I thought, man, what a phenomenal way of approaching it. Mm-hmm. And now think of that person's mindset who may be, he was telling me, I think, I don't know if it was his receptionist or secretary or something, but something in an administrative function. Yeah. And the encouragement on her to go find some side hustle and yeah. turn it into a business that can replace her income. And she can go do that. Mm-hmm. He can go find someone else to do her job working for him. Yeah. As opposed to somebody working at Google or IBM or whatever, feeling entitled, I'm not going to work because you might lay me off. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> wrong way of thinking. Yeah. Um, it brings up the point too. not only, you know, looking at the, at the homepage for the profits on wall street, where you're going to leave your job for one of four reasons, but you really want to stop and think the last thing you want to position yourself in, or last thing you want to, um, that's what I'm looking for. You want, the last thing you want to do is find yourself in the position where you are beholden to your employer meaning that you are relying on them and counting on them to provide you a paycheck because they're not obligated to. And if something turns south in the business or if something turns south either in your boss's attitude or demeanor or in your attitude and demeanor, mm-hmm. you want to know that you've got the freedom to be able to do something on your own, whatever that may be. Yeah, or, or take on another job. Um, something. Yeah, and... and- I think I think it's the human uh, tendency to you know, like stability, and so they don't like change, right? 
And mm-hmm. so I think that's what causes some stress. And, you know, you figured if you're a Google employee, um, you shouldn't, ha- you shouldn't have a problem going to work for another company. Correct. Right. And so <clears throat> what's, what's the big deal? It's, it's right? But most people don't think that way. Most people, I don't think they think that way. Mm-mm. They they just have this fear of like, change. hey, I won't be able to get a change, and I and and I'm not going to get a job that I like, or Correct. or that or that allows me to, you know, have what I'm I'm doing today, right? Like they're comfortable, right? So they're like, mm-hmm. I might be uncomfortable doing something else. I so got to establish that's, myself. That's the fear. That's the fear. It's a that, and then I also look at it and think, all right, the you know, I'm assuming most of the if they're coming at it from a tech background, whether mm-hmm. that's coding, whether it's business operations, whether it's something, you've got a skill they're highly paid. Hopefully they had the foresight to yeah. not live at that salary level. So yeah. if they're making 100, 200, 300 a year, whatever they're making, to not live at that lifestyle, save a chunk of it and learn how to invest it. Mm-hmm. So that then when the time comes that they no longer have the ability to or have the, uh, what do you call it? The benefit of that high paying job. Yeah. You've learned how to get the money working out. Basically do what you and I did mm-hmm. was to figure out how to get the money working. And while you've got the safety net of the job, you spend your time on the Chris Lamb business or on the Chris Hansen business, yeah. which in our case happened to be learn how to trade, learn how to invest, get the dollars grow, going from that that are greater than what you make in income. And now you have the ability to stuff off and do your own thing. And whether you want to be a trader for life, great, or but you don't need to do it as a full-time job. Find out what you love to do and go pursue that passion, mm-hmm. that purpose, if you will. Yeah. So like the guy that you mentioned earlier that was, you know, whine, and the 50-year-old guy in IBM back in the in 2000 yep. that was whining to his coworker or customer or friend or whoever it was, mm-hmm. oh, what am I going to do? Like, man, you relish that opportunity. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to go do this. Yeah. But you got to have that mindset established first. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's I think um, it's it's very tough for uh, people. I mean, I've seen it, um, you know, back in the early days of the early 2000s. And uh, a lot of people have, I think they have this uh, attachment to the company that they work for. Mm-hmm. And that's where you hear when you talk to people uh, who who speak about their employer, they will always say we. Yeah, that's how you identify. I'm a, Google, yeah. I'm an IBM or I'm, I'm a, a Google. Googler. Yeah, I'm an yep. IBM or I'm, yeah. And then we we do this, we do that. Or yeah, we don't, you know, it's all about we, we. Correct. And, uh, you know, I had a recent com- uh, conversation with a mm-hmm. um, kind of a young, uh, young guy. Uh, well, not so young anymore. He's, he's, I think he's just turned 30 or whatever. Um, but Screw you know, you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I, I was speaking with him, uh, when he was like 23, 24, just fresh out of college. Right. Yep. And he just got his first gig and he's, you know, in engineering and, you know, I was guiding him towards sales and he was, uh, you know, every time he talked about the company that he worked for, he kept on saying, we, 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 we. Yep. And I keep telling them, I go, you know, you, you got to change your mindset of we, because at some point you're not going to work for them anymore. And there's no <laughs> longer we, or Correct. they decide that, Hey, we're, we, we don't need you anymore. So it's no longer we. 
So you, it's it's really it's the company that you work for. It's it's them, and not even them, but it's the company. Correct. Right. It's it's not your company. It's it's an entity of its own, and that's what it literally is. Yep. Um, and so when I caught up with him again, he's no longer at that company, and so he's at a different company. And when he started talking about the new company that he works for, uh, he, he he said we again, and I reminded him like. Man, I thought you I thought you changed that mentality back, you know, five years mm -hmm. ago. And now you're back at we again. I go, I thought you were a we with the other company. Now you're a we with this company. He's like, there's there's no we. If you can detach yourself from it, mm -hmm. you 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 won't have any you won't have a struggle leaving the company or you won't have a struggle seeing opportunities outside of the company. Correct. Right. And that's what I think uh people have uh this attachment to the company that they work for. And when the company lets them go, it's kind of like a breakup. It's like, why are you dumping me? Right. You know, yeah. And and they feel hurt. They feel offended, you know. And 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 so then you get this, you know, this drama that, that happens at a, a Facebook or a Google, right? Yes. Yep. And so the message, and, go ahead. And, and you know, uh, just on that news or that article, uh, you know, about Google, I remember reading, I mean, Google was way more than fair in what they gave them in compensation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in, in, in severance package, it yep. was like they, they had a, most of them had a full year of, of salary. Yep. And health yeah. coverage. Exactly. Yep. yep. And still they're pissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think, man, that's nuts. But it points back to <clears throat> I lost my train of thought, but where I was going with it was you can work for a business or you can work in a business or you can work on a business. Yeah is really a way to think about it. And there's nothing wrong with working for an employer, whatever, and if you're a government worker, that's it, you're not working on somebody's dream. But if you're working for an employer, a non-government, so public public sector, whatever that may be, or you know, private firm, somebody somewhere had an idea to start a business to do whatever it may be. And the business grew enough there where they needed to hire labor and they needed somebody with your skills. And so they brought you in, whether that was an engineer, whether it's administrative function, whether it's supply chain, whether it's sales, doesn't matter. And you're filling a need in that company. So you're working in a business. But really what it is, if you step and think, stop and think about it, step back, you're working on somebody's dream. You know, if you use mm -hmm. Google, the two guys that started, they had this dream that when people did internet searches, they would use Google. And now it becomes a verb. You know, hey, Chris, where do you find this? I don't know. Let me go. Let me Google it. Yeah, Google it. Yeah. Yep. And so it has become the de facto verb when we, we need to go find something. But it really, if you think about it, it really was the dream of two guys. And they were incredibly successful and financially done incredibly well, which is awesome. But going to work there, you're working on somebody else's dream. Now, your dream may be to achieve, you know, whatever rank or whatever job function you want to. Working on somebody else's dream, that's fine. But most people, if you really ask them, they have kind of the dream to be, I don't know if it's into, basically a dream of time freedom where they can do what they want to do. doesn't mean you sit on the beach and take pictures of your toes or on a, uh, on a President's Day holiday, you sit in your backyard sipping bourbon while some 60-year-old <laughs> white guy is talking. <laughs> but the idea, though, is that you have the dream to be able to spend the time how you want to. Right. And have the have dollars flowing in as a result of your efforts in the past. And that no, here's the other way to think about it, Chris. If you 
imagine that when we get this windstorm or rainstorm, whatever's going to show up here in a couple of days, be, be mm -hmm. partly cold. What if all your money got washed away? It blew away, and now you're starting yeah. off at zero. Sure. What would you yeah. do? Yeah, so, I mean, I still have the skill set to get a job, mm -hmm. right? So I could always get funds and and uh with the with the ability to grow money yep. um i don't need a whole lot of funds to grow that correct and so just hunker down and mm -hmm. and you know get a job uh you know be humble about it right do what you got to do mm -hmm. get a job have some savings and then from there use the funds to you know to build and grow again and within a few years yeah within a few years i could get right back yep yeah now, your net worth may not be what it is today, but yeah. you get back to freedom in a couple exactly. years conservatively. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? If the market's moving around a lot and it doesn't need to yeah. go up, doesn't need to go down, as long as it moves around, volatility, perfect. Yeah. If it's dead and flat, you can still make money. It's going to take a little bit longer. But, it, it, you know, it can't wash away my Bitcoin, though. <laughs> <laughs> and just so we're clear, if you're new... Chris is not, it wasn't like he bought Bitcoin for a dollar, right? And now he's sitting on a bazillion dollars of it. Not the, not that way at all. And so, but also, Chris, let's say that your Bitcoin washed away too. So yeah. that's gone also. Sure. So of course, S, of yeah, SPF yeah. took it took it with him on his, you know, <laughs> on his next flight to wherever he's going to end up mm -hmm. before they throw him in jail. But if that's gone also. Yeah. Go get a job. Yeah. And, I, and so, know. and I mean that, and that's the crucial thing that uh, you know I share with young uh, people and even adults. Uh, like you know, if you're like middle age and in your you know, ten, fifteen years through your working career, um, really just continue to develop yourself to build skills that are valuable in life. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's you know used to to make money or it's used to you know serve a purpose in life, you, you're going to need that, <clears> right? And so, if you can communicate well you have the ability to look at numbers and, you know, make sense of it and have some, you know, uh, you know, background in finance Yep. Um, and, and being able to sell. Uh, you can you, find you, a job. You can find a job and it's not yep. like hey, you got to work at a fast food chain or something. You, you you're going to find a decent job. Yep. And then you're going to spend your evenings figuring out, you know, get, get busy in the stock market, get the money mm -hmm. working for you. Yeah. It won't take long at all to get back to freedom. Yeah. And that, when you get to that point, you know, I'm, I'm staring at Chris's on, on the, on the zoom call here. There's a huge smile on his face because that's liberating. It's, oh, yeah. that, it's that oh, yeah. really is the freedom. It's mm -hmm. not a bank balance statement. Yeah. It's knowing that you got the freedom that as long as you have your eyesight is probably your brain and your eyesight, mm -hmm. um, you can do it. And you realize that's pretty cool. Yeah having the know-how to get yourself back to the point of not having to be beholden to a job. And, yeah, and I, and, and I never, uh, you know, when I was working, uh, it never really stressed me out because I, I, I didn't attach myself to the company mm -hmm. and, and I always saw it as, you know, it's a job. It's, it's a place to get me to another place. Right. Yes. Yep. Um, and so, you know, when I uh, had to deal with others who, were so tied to the company and focused on getting a raise or promoted. And, you know, it, it was tough to, to be able to, you know, get them to change their mindset about that. Right. Yep. Um, and so, you know, the message to those who are currently employed and working for, you know, a company 
is to change your mindset and not be attached to the company that you're working for mm -hmm. and focus on building the skill sets so that when you do leave the company, whether it's your choice or, you know, the, the company's choice, um, you're not going to have this, you know, uh, uh, I guess, depressed state that you're going to be in. Yep. <clears throat> I'm as you're saying this, I'm reminded of a story and we've got it in one of the earlier episodes, but it, if you're new, it's a, it's a great visual of what you can do with this. So um, I was, I, Chris and I both live in the LA area. He's uh, he's nestled up. In fact, if he moves his phone a little bit, I can see the mountains in the, in the background. So he's nestled up against the foothills of LA. Um, I'm nestled down a little bit closer to the coast. So the distance he is to the hills, the distance I am from the shore. So we've got, I don't know, 40 miles between us, basically up this up one street. That's right. And <clears throat> when he, we're both working in LA and then I left and he transferred with IBM to Dallas. And we would talk almost every day during the day. Hey, did you see such and such a trade? Are you getting in this? And we had kind DWA of, standing, what's that? DWA symbols. Yep, Exactly. <laughs> So DWA, the, the story on that is there was a setup, or I, I can't remember what he said, or I think he said he got a speeding ticket. Yeah, I got a ticket. I got my <laughs> first ticket or something like that. <laughs> and so, um, and we had this, you know, we were texting back and forth and we had this code. If ever it was a ticker to look at, you just knew you capitalized the ticker. And you have to say, you know, you just put in the type in IBM or MSFT and one of us would go look at it. We knew what the other guy was looking at. And so if either one of us saw a trade, we just notified the other one, hey, go look at this. And he was texting me or telling me that he got a ticket. And I typed back and I wrote DWA. And so, and I don't remember, I don't know if I capitalized it or not, but he writes back question mark. And then he calls and he said, why are you looking at DreamWorks? So why am I, what do you mean DreamWorks? He goes, yeah, you put DWA. And I said, no, man, it's driving while Asian. <laughs> and that's why you got the ticket. Um, but the, yeah, that was the one story. But the other one was, called, he called me one day. He said, man, I don't know if I can stick around here. And he goes, how the hell did you stick around here for 18 years? This is driving me nuts. He said, well, you know, you got to learn some skills. What, what do you, what do you face those? And it was almost like I was his uncle or his dad or something, you know, saying, Hey son, just grind it out. It'll be okay. <laughs> um, and he said, well, let me tell you what's going on. They had this contest and he's, he's doing inside sales and they had this contest where if we sold, I don't know what it was, a hundred grand worth of some kind of service, then they would give us a gift card from Starbucks. Yep. You remember this? Yes. How much was the gift card worth? Uh, I think it might have been fifty dollars. So you, got, you got fifty dollars <laughs> before doing inflation, this. so it might be worth a lot more today. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but he would get fifty dollars or whatever the amount was if he sold some certain amount of stuff. And he's supposed to be excited and happy, and you know, dialing and smiling, trying to find opportunities for this. But he tells the story. He said he's got a good sized trade on, and then his boss comes in and sits down to talk with him about what the opportunities are that he's got to go after these $50 Starbucks gift cards. And you had a few hundred grand on a trade, if I remember the story right. Mm -hmm. Little day trade, thinking, ah, yeah. <laughs> I can make, <laughs> I can make a, a couple more dollars than 50 if this guy would get out of here because I'm probably not <laughs> supposed to be trading while I'm at work. And so you learn how to fit it into your day. But 
Yeah, I I love the story. Yeah, those those uh the, those days uh you know in in the actual office at those sales rallies uh it it, it uh kind of reminded me of um was it office space or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. So the message behind this is really twofold. One is don't be there's nothing wrong with being loyal to your employer, but you have to understand that they are there for a purpose, which is to provide you uh, the opportunity to provide a living. So you make a living from nine to five, but you make a life from five to nine. And so you got to figure out how to, in simple ways, get either your time or your money working for you so that you don't have to. And whatever path you want to choose is fine. We've, we definitely have a bias towards one of them, but which whatever path you want to choose is fine, but you got to put in the effort for that. As part of that, you got to get your mindset correct in recognizing that it's the how to think that will get you there. The how to do is simple. Finding a set of rules, you know, it's it's basically an app on your phone. If you want to think about that, but if the operating system on your phone isn't set right, that app's going to flail around. You have no idea what you're going to be, what your purpose is and why you're doing what you're doing and for what end. And you said it's a bias. I don't think it's a bias because, uh, I think it's the fact, right? It's it's what we've seen. Um, you don't see people who do well in the uh, stock market jump to go and do real estate or other stuff. Mm-hmm. And but we've you had see, you see people do well in other things. They come to the to, stock market. They come to the stock market. Yeah. Yep, and we've had literally hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, over the years that have heard our story. And I've never had anyone give me a convincing story that I should switch my my path, my vehicle. Mm-hmm. But man, I've switched a lot of them. Yep. Um, and so there is something to it. But you know, again, whatever path you want to go down is fine. Just understand, go in with an open mind and see what's there. Yeah. And you, you still take the approach. If somebody comes up and says, hey, I've got this great idea to do blah, 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 blah. You listen to it like, nope, I'm better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've no not time. found it better yet. Yeah, there's no time freedom there. No, so, no, exactly. And that really is. Well, the let point. me throw away my time freedom so I could do something that, you yep. know, it really you know, does. If, get if, to. if it's strictly, if it's strictly for money, that's it's no, right. And unless it's something that is uh, fulfilling, you know, other areas of your life, I can see it. Okay. Now mm-hmm. you're applying your time for this. Yep. Right. Yeah. And if that's a love and a passion, great. Correct. You're doing it because it's a love and a passion. Yeah. But if your love and passion is doing something other than that, the, the market totally affords you to be able to do that at whatever level you want mm-hmm. and then go spend your time elsewhere. Any other words of wisdom? Should we wrap it? Yeah, yeah, we can wrap it. Um, just a, one last comment on the, uh, you know, the economy and all the layoffs that, uh, you know, you're continuing to see. Um, and if you happen to be, you know, in that line, uh, like, like, you know, you're fearful that you may get laid off you know, take the message that we're giving to you to change your mindset. And, you know, Chris said there's two folds to think about it is like the first one is to, is, is to detach yourself from the company. Don't worry about it. You know, continue to work and build your skills uh, so that if it is time to leave, you know, not by your choice, you can always get another job. And on the second fold is to uh, prepare yourself and, Work on understanding money, work on knowing how to manage money, right? your money, mm-hmm. so that it can create more wealth for you and, and, and replace your income. And that's what we're trying to preach so that you can get to the point where you have time freedom and 
you know, it's very liberating when you can have those two, you know, things working for you at the same time. So whichever, you know, whenever you get to time freedom, you get to time freedom. But, you know, work on the skill sets and the mentality to not be fearful uh, of, of being laid off. Chris, let me ask you, we hear lots of um, uh, discussion among the press, the media, like, you know, we're the, com- the country should be moving towards a recession with the increase in interest rates. Mm-hmm. And whether we do or not, do you care? No, not really, not at all. I don't yeah. care a bit. I mean, you know, you 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 care for the people who are affected, but selfishly, it does really it impact you? Yeah, correct. It's not going to impact you in the least. Yeah. And yeah, so selfishly, I don't want to see people struggle. But from a, yeah. I mean, broadly speaking, I don't want to see people struggle. Yeah. But selfishly, if we have a recession, is that going to change your standard of living and the way you behave and behave in the stock market? No, not at all. Not a bit. How about if the market takes off running and we go break? I doubt it's going to happen. Let's say we go make brand new highs and it just goes screaming. Is that mm-hmm. going to change you with the, the way you behave in the market? No. And how about if we go crashing down? It's fine. It doesn't matter. You're correct. Yep. And so, and I think when people hear that and recognize that and realize what we're saying, the way the stock market behaves doesn't matter to us because we're able to manipulate within that. It's going up, we trade up. Going down, we trade down. Going sideways, you can make money going sideways. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Economy's booming, great. Economy's in the tank, great. Biden's president, great. Biden's not president, great. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And I think that when you have that understanding, that mindset, that skill set, that is totally liberating. And that's what you call freedom. That's so right. with that, the way that we, in kind of wrapping this up, the way that we describe freedom is it's not it's the ability to not be wedded to your job, but it's really taking a big step back. And the way to think about freedom is the ability to go down to a beach. You know, we're recording this on Monday on President's Day, um, but we could go down on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or on a weekend if you want. But ideally on a Monday through Friday when nobody is at the beach and then you go listen to the waves. And I joke with people and call them Tuesday waves and Tuesday waves are incredible sounding and you really should go check them out and then go back down to the beach during the summer on a weekend when it is a zoo and you'll discover that the waves don't sound anything at all like they do on a Tuesday and your objective or desire your goal should be to get to the point where you too can go out and join us on a Tuesday wave and listen to hear how they sound because that is an incredible experience, sound and feeling. And we know that if you'll put into practice what we've talked about today on episode number 91, and if you go back and listen to the earlier 90 or ep- earlier 90 episodes, there's great, I'll call it wisdom, that sounds a little bit pat ourselves on the back, but there's a lot of knowledge and know-how and experience, and I guess wisdom, that is contained within that. If you'll put that to use and embody it, you too can get to the point where you got and enjoy the waves on a Tuesday. You know the closing commentary there? Good looking That's one. That's it. Well said. Yeah. sounds good as always we appreciate you listening chris is going to go finish off his his glass of bourbon enjoy the sun and i'm going to go do some recording and editing and get this thing posted quick so thank you all for listening and we'll uh, we'll speak to you next time take care